The crack is back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fresh off the wedding. I'm absolutely dying. Slowly but surely dying. Great time, speech killed, all that stuff. Fantastic time with the family and people I haven't seen in a very long time. And while I was there, news of Shauna Bannon's signing emerges. Another Irish person in the UFC. Shauna. I've known about Shauna for a long, long time because Bo Mangan, my good friend, who I went to my Debs dance with, which is like uh, the prom, I guess, in Ireland. So yes, she was. Queen of Blanchardstown for one night and one night only. Fair play to you, Bo. She's been telling me about her for years. And as soon as she went into MMA, Bo told me this girl is going to go the whole way. And here she is going the whole damn way. She's got a great story, man. She's really interesting. She she had a kid just as she was getting into MMA. So she thought that would derail the whole career. But, you know, a little over a year into her pro career, 5-0, and oh, and she's off to the UFC. You know, there was a, there was talk of a fight between her and Danny McCormick, who, of course, is the Invicta champion, when Danny won the belt and Shauna won the same card. And there was a lot of people shutting that talk down. And now I'm like, I'd say Invicta and Danny would, would bite your hand off for that fight now. Obviously, you can't go back retro, retrospectively and, and go back and, and make the fight for Invicta and all that stuff, but it would have been huge. Yeah, I mean, Shauna signed out. Danny could well be signed too. I hope she is. But uh, crazy how these things work out. Um, so yeah, we obviously had the Ringer MMA show on UFC 289 with Amanda Nunes losing there at the weekend. It was a great show. It was great to be back with the boys. I felt like we hadn't had a show in months, but uh, it was only a couple of weeks. So uh, check that out. We're going to be back with them on Thursday. I'll be back with another episode of The Crack on Thursday. Check out Sean O'Bannon. I think she has the potential to be a star. The problem is, right, you're coming from the regional scene. She's had one fight in Invicta look great, but this is a big step up. She's going to be fighting... Uh, Bruno Brazil, who has had a fight in the UFC, who's won the Contender Series. So it's a big test, but she seems very confident. Like, there's no way she's looking at this like this is going to be the peak of her career. And of course, she has been trained by the great Paddy Hoolan, an Irish legend. I love the links. She trains with Ashley Daly as well, who I feel is kind of being written out of Irish MMA history. So hopefully, Shauna will keep on waving that flag too. I think she's pals with Meatball Molly and Leah too. So very sociable woman, a great fighter on a huge trajectory. She has a great story. She loves to talk. And and yeah, I, I think she has the ability and the talent to, uh, to be a big star here. And she's going to speak to a completely different audience here in... Ireland, and I think she has the opportunity to change how people feel about the sport. So here she is, Shauna Bannon, Mama B. This is the Mama B era. Talk to you in a bit. It is an absolute pleasure for me to be joined by Ireland's latest signee to the UFC. She is 5-0. and She has her debut against Bruna Brazil on July 22nd at UFC London. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mama B era. Because it's Shauna Bannon for the first time on the crack, Shauna. How's it going? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh man, I'm I'm so excited. You know, for years and years, I was a negative Nancy, and I kept telling everybody, "There's never going to be another surge of Irish in the UFC." And now we're sitting in this moment, and your signing is just filling me with so much optimism, and I'm so excited about it because I got to see you fight in. Ashbourne, I think it was. I think it was your second pro fight. And I can remember saying to your coach, Paddy Hoolan, when I was there, the fanfare that's around you and the community you bring out in you, uh, with you and the, and the people that are there, you don't usually see them at MMA events. And I knew you were something special immediately then. But now to see this happening, it, 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 I just, I'm just filled with excitement, I have to say. Tell me, how are you feeling about all of this? I'm buzzing. I really am. Um, I didn't think it would happen this soon. My goal was to be in the UFC by the end of this year. Um, and I did want the belt in Invicta. That was the goal. Um, I wanted to take that off first, but 
it was just kind of getting a little bit dragged out. Um, my time in Invicta was amazing and everybody there was unbelievable. Um, the experience gained, the opponents that Shannon got for me um, to test my level, stepping into the UFC was like brilliant. You know, it was that next stage after having the few cage legacy fights. Um, but I do think now's my time and I'm ready for the UFC. I've had five very good fights. I've kind of went through every avenue in each of the fights in my professional career, grappling, wrestling and striking. Um, I've overcome adversity in all of them. And I believe now I'm ready to just get going in the UFC. And this is the journey to getting the 115 belt. It's absolutely amazing. And as, as you were saying, this has happened so quickly, right? And you've been saying this thing since you're an amateur. Like, this is something you had planned out. You had plotted this route. And I think I need to highlight, like, your career started pretty much beyond the pandemic. 2022 as a pro, right? You had yeah. you had a kid amidst your career as well, I think, from the transition to amateur to pro. And this is a massive feat for anyone, right? Anyone to get to the UFC, this is a massive feat. But I feel like the trials and tribulations... And the things you overcame on the way make it even even better, even more special. Like, does that does that mean something to you? Are you proud of yourself for overcoming these things on your way to getting to the big dance? One hundred percent. And I always say, um, like, if there's nothing that comes in the way, if if something's easy, I don't want to. Um, and the past few years have been really difficult. Um, like I thought at one stage that my career was gone I was like winning all my amateur fights I won the IMAFs I was and then I got pregnant and then we went into a pandemic and it was just like my whole world was taken from me overnight and um, I've trained every day for my whole life and I did train when I was pregnant and um, I didn't stop training but it was that competitiveness that red zone that working towards a fight or whatever goal you want to tick off that was all gone away and I am very goal driven and when that was taken away from me I kind of felt lost as a person I suppose um, it was very, it was a very, very strange time. And because there was nothing going on, it was just like you weren't engaging with people to like it was a weird, weird time. Um, I broke up with my partner at the time, so I was doing it on my own. Um, there was just difficulties thrown to me left, right, and center throughout the whole pregnancy. And then getting to the end of that, I was like, right, let's go. And I went back training like stupidly. I think I was like three weeks after I had Jason went back. <laughs> I'd like, it was stupid. Like, don't recommend. But <laughs> I done it anyways, because I was just like, what is next? What is next? I'd breastfeed Jason. I go try and I come back and be on the build again. And it was just, it was a hectic time. There was no sleep. Like, I think I used to sleep for about two hours, broken sleep every night. And I still got up and went training twice a day. Got it done. Had a fight booked for like three months after he was born. And then we went back into another lockdown. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, I'm after getting back, fighting fit, ready to go, fight scheduled. And then it's taken away again. And I was just like, oh, is this even ever going to happen? Like, I really thought after he was born and I was able to just work towards my goals again and be Shauna Bannon. Um, and then it was just getting cancelled and cancelled. And then we eventually got the ball rolling. And then once kind of COVID calmed down a little bit, I think I had like every two weeks I was having a fight. And then so I had a fight. And then two weeks later it was the IMAX. And then three weeks later I had another fight. And it just kept going. And then I was like, right, this is it. This is my groove. Because in kickboxing, I was used to fighting every other weekend. Of course. So yeah. 
that was normal to me so in MMA when people take like three and four months in between fights I'm like are you all right like what's going on come on keep going <laughs> like I don't get that I'm like we need to get the ball rolling so like that's just like my mentality my whole life so when things started to slow down and stop I was like oh but now like even in a 12-month period I had five pro fights and everyone was like crazy yeah, like Paddy was even like to me, like next year you're not gonna get that, and I was like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I will. <laughs> I do amazing. have his head wrecked. God love him, but um, we got here today because of both of us. Both of us, like I'd be lost without him and Chelsea. Like they I love Chelsea. Dead. I She's... love Chelsea. No, I love Paddy. I know Paddy since I'm I'm 17. But Chelsea is just an angel, isn't she? I, I yeah. love her so much. She's such a great person. For those of you who don't know, that's uh, Paddy Hulhan's uh, partner. They have, I think, three kids together now. But she uh, she is the engine room of that gym, would you agree? Hulhan martial arts. A hundred percent. Like, she did, like, she's been pregnant the whole time I know her. I feel like she's constantly <laughs> pregnant. I'm like, I only said to her yesterday, I was like, Chelsea, I think this is the longest time um, you've gone without being pregnant since I know you. And she was like, yeah, it probably is. Which that girl doesn't stop working. She's in yeah. the tomb and she's popping out baby and she's doing admin. I'm like, Chelsea, will you take a break? The girl doesn't stop. She literally doesn't stop. She's just go, go, go. But um, the two of them, like even like she only had Kyola and me and Paddy went to Oklahoma like yeah. two weeks later. And like she never complains. She just like, I don't know how she does it. Yeah. Like I've like... one kid and I know it's hectic, but three. And the girl never moans. She just gets up and goes about her business and gets everything done. She's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I only have a dog and I, I'm barely managing him. You can probably hear him <laughs> in the background now. But it's um, you mentioned your your kickboxing background and we have a mutual friend in Bo Mangan. And I can remember, like Bo, Bo is not the type of person to just be throwing around compliments, I don't feel. And I can remember when you started as an amateur, she, she texted me and she said, mark my words, this girl is going the whole way. Like, and, and she said, it's not that she's a talented kickboxer. She won't stop until she gets there. She won't let anything get in her way. And when she has something in her periphery, when she has something, an objective in front of her, she, she'll do anything to get it. She'll do anything. And um, I always remember she said that to me. Um, do you think that's an accurate portrayal of who you are? Because this, Obviously, Bo had traveled around the world with you as a kickboxer representing Ireland back in the day for a long, long time, too. Yeah, no, it is. And like sometimes it's a bad thing, I suppose. <laughs> um, but look, I've I have achieved, like when I look back and reflect on what I've achieved in kickboxing, taekwondo, and MMA, um, like I am very goal-driven and I don't stop until I get where I want to be. And even like everyone's like, now you've made it, you've made it. I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah. When I win the belt, I've made it. Like, and even at that, I want to defend it a few times. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think there's ever, do you know, like, it's just constant. I'm like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I am, like, I do push myself to the limits, but it's just the way I am. It's the way I'm built. And I won't stop until I'm UFC champion. And that is going to be the goal. I'll be the tour to Irish athlete to bring a belt back to Ireland. I love that. I love this yeah. talk, Sean. I need this. This is this is what I need on a Monday morning. We mentioned Chelsea, but what does Paddy mean to you? Paddy means a lot to me, by the way. Like, I mean, this is a guy who opened his arms to me and opened his home to me and everything. Um, when he was he was coming up a long time before he came into the UFC, I know that he's very loyal. And I know that um, if you put faith in him, he'll give it back to you uh, tenfold. But tell me what, what he means to you as a coach. I get emotional. <laughs> 
No, please do. <laughs> I am as well. Woo. Like it is, it really is. I I don't think um like I even have words to explain what he is for me. Like he's been there through everything. Um I know Paddy what like more years than I actually do MMA. I kind of met him a couple of years prior and even then I just knew he was different. Um I think like in the gym, he gives so, so much time to me. Um, inside and outside the cage he actually genuinely cares about me as a person which is huge I think like um, I'm very lucky in the sense that um, I am the first professional athlete in the gym but he looks after all his athletes the same but he never like there'd never be a time he wouldn't pick up the phone and answer to you like I wreck that fella's head I have his head melted and he never complains I'm like what's next and and I'd be on his case and I'm texting him constantly like and I like even when I was an amateur I'd be sending him opponents I'd be like here 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 ask these ask these I'd be hunting people all over the world to try and fight because it was like like I have I'm surprised he hasn't told me to fuck off like I wreck his head and I know I do and I even say it to him jokingly sometimes when I'm testing the waters I'm like I, re- I know I wreck your head buddy but like can we do this again can let and like even in training, I'd be asking him, I'm like, can you just show me that one more time? And what about this? Like I wreck his head. Like he should have told me to fuck off a long time ago. <laughs> but he doesn't, and he's there for me no matter what. And even Jace, like he he he's been there, done that. And from what he's learned and done right and wrong, he feeds back into me and more because I think he's learned even more than since he's finished fighting about the good things, the bad things, the do's, the don'ts the sign the contracts that like he goes through everything in depth for me and like I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for him Amen. I really wouldn't like it got to a stage there like after my last fight I was supposed to fight in cage warriors then that felt true if I don't have a goal I'm an antichrist I really am and like it was just I think like about 15 people were asked to fight me on cage uh warriors and it just wasn't happening and I was after knocking down an Invictus show because of that because I wanted to fight a home local in the tree arena I was like it's the good it would have been huge for you it would have been huge for them it made perfect sense like remember you put up the picture outside um with the poster in the background at three arena and I was like this makes so much sense like everyone benefits from this I'd obviously seen you as a ticket seller on the regional scene like I haven't seen a ticket seller like you in, in years on the regional scene so of course it made sense for cage warriors so I completely understand where you're coming from there yeah, so I was like working towards that, went straight back into camp when I came back from Denver, didn't take a break, cutting weight again, dropping back down and not even having an opponent. And then and then I didn't know what was happening with Invicta. And then it was just dragging out and I'm I'm broke. Like I don't work course, as well yeah. because if I'm if I was to work it, it'd take away from my time with Jace and then it would take away from my training. So like I was like, do I just stop and go back and get a nine to five job? Because I'm not going to do something and have to. I need to be all in. But I'm getting to the stage now where I'm like, I can't afford fucking anything because the pay that I'm on is so little and you don't get paid when you're not fighting. And like, it was just, it was a mad few weeks. It was about six weeks where I nearly cried every other day because I was just like, what is happening? Where is it going? And then when I got the call from the UFC, I was just like, like this could not have came at a better time. Like I really, really needed this. Um, like since I've left school I've always worked and been comfortable to a certain degree like I've never had to kind of worry about that and then I gave my job up we went until I got pregnant so I was planning on going pro I got pregnant then I didn't even have a good maternity leave I was on the state maternity leave because like I was after giving up a decent job I worked in delight and finance so I was on all right money 
And then I was like, am I for giving up my job? I'm, I'm pregnant. I was, uh, uh, uh. And then, so the past little, like the past few years has been tough financially um, on me. And it's not something that like, I'm used to, I suppose. Like, it's like every little thing counts. And it was just, it was been a hard, hard few years. And then for me to be five and oh, and still be broken, not know what's happening next. I was told I was having the title fight then. It wasn't happening until maybe later on next year. And I was like, next wow. year? That's what? way too long. Like, you told me that was going to be, and there was just so much like things that I thought was the plan because I was told wasn't the plan. And then I was like, what am I going to do for money? Like, it's okay if it's just me being affected, but my son, he's my world. And if it's affecting his life or, it, you know, I just couldn't. And I was just stressed out. I was like, I know I want to be the top in this sport, but it was like, can I take much longer living in poverty nearly? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so like the call couldn't have came at a better time and like aesthetic, like it's upwards from now. I know, like I have a plan. Even Paddy doesn't just focus on like the fighting aspect. He's helped me outside about actually building a future and being able to survive for me and my son and have a decent income, be able to buy a house, be able to do like whatever I want. Do you know what I mean? So, of course. So that plan is in place now and we're on the road and the way is up. We're, all, we're only going up from here. You uh, you mentioned that about um, about this title fight in Invicta and it was one of the strangest things. And fair play to Danny McCormick, of course, who was the champion there. Um, I was so excited with both of you there. I was like, this is a brilliant story for Irish Irish MMA. It's great for the women's sport here. We have two brilliant females that we can spotlight in a massive way and and talk about, you know, what they mean and the winner can go to the UFC, all this kind of stuff. Like, I felt we could have got the whole nation involved in this fight. And then I'm hearing media members saying, let's not talk about this. Like, let's, you know, let why would you talk about this? And I'm like, how... Like, what is this not my job? Like, is this not my job to talk about this? Uh, these two women fighting in this situation. Obviously, it doesn't come to be now, but did you get that feeling? Like, that it was the weirdest thing ever. People didn't like, want me to, people were like, I was hearing from different media members, don't speak about this. I was like, yeah, I've never no, heard yeah. this. What is this? Like, when has there been censorship and what we can speak about like that? I thought it was absolutely insane. I think it was like Danny openly said she didn't want to fight me. Okay. Like she openly said, I don't want to fight Shauna. I've too much to lose or something. She said, okay. I don't know. She, she said she didn't want to fight me. So then I think people start feeling sorry for her. But from my side, I was like, I'm in Invicta. I'm in the strawweight division. I'm not there to just participate. I want, I'm want. i there to be the champion. And same now that I'm in the UFC. It wasn't the fact that Danny had the belt. Anyone could have had the belt that I would have been calling for because that was what I was there for. Now I've moved on from that and now the UFC is the goal. So like, I think people were getting too personal about it. And like, obviously the media are going to say, I'm the next contender. I was, I'm five and oh, like. It's a I natural story. Be- like it was a natural storyline. We didn't have to fabricate anything. We didn't have to pump anything up. Like it was right there. That's what I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I think the sob story from Danny's side kind of came out and she was kind of like, why are people saying this and all? But it, it wasn't oh, really I didn't bad. Re- I didn't it was realize. just, yeah, I, did, I didn't it realize. It was just a natural thing that obviously they were going to say that. And then they were the ones, the media were the ones that started it. And then I kind of was like, well, yeah. And then when I won that 5-5 and all, I was like, well, obviously. And it was said to me, yeah, it's happening. And then it wasn't because she didn't want to. Uh, uh, 
Okay. It was all mad, but look, it's old news now because it's we might fight in the UFC if if she does get signed, um, which I hope she does because she deserves. She is a really good fighter, but um, yeah, that's it is old news now, and thank God because it was a weird little thing. No, that someone. was it was very strange. I was I've, I've, I was ringing so many people like what is what has happened here? But anyway, that's a thing. That's a funny thing you bring up. We had uh, Andy Stevenson in March, and we mentioned like that there was this growing scrum of Irish fighters all on the verge. Um, here was the list because I went back and listened to this to make sure. Reese McKee, Paul Hughes, Caelan Lochran, Ryan Shelley, Lee Hammond, Kiefer Crosby, Danny McCormick. And I said this, Shauna, so I want you to know I said this. I'm putting my hands up. I said, Shauna Bannon is obviously a huge talent, but she hasn't got the belt and Danny does. Can she go to the UFC right now or does she need to fight again? And fair play to Andy Stevenson. He said she absolutely doesn't need to fight again. She gets signed right now. But what I want to ask you is, who is going to be next to get signed out of this gaggle of Irish talent? Oh, um, I think Reese McKee deserves it. Yeah. Um, Paul Hughes definitely deserves it as well. Like that fight that they had was fucking a war. Yeah, uh, they are, him they, crazy. They, yeah, Kiefer deserves it as well. So does Lee. It's undefeated. Like they all deserve it. Like that's why there could be. Dublin show very 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 soon like oh. it makes sense do you know what I mean there's so many talented Irish fighters and you know the buzz the Irish bring like the amount of people that's been on to me saying I got tickets for your fight I got to and come here they're pricey and you had to go and, you had to go and do a public service announcement yesterday like listen lads I don't have tickets I cannot like, get you tickets my for DMs were on fire I was like I'm sorry like I actually and come here <laughs> tickets is the biggest stress like I'm so grateful for everybody that comes and supports me because I do sell fucking hundreds of tickets and I'm super oh, you, grateful. Oh, you're brilliant! You're brilliant. My God, are. it's a headache. <laughs> the fucking like it really, really is. So I was like, Ticketmaster, hit them up. But like, so many people are coming to support me. People that I haven't even spoke to in years. People I went to school with. People I met on trips on holidays, like from even England and different parts of the world. Like, you know, what? like so many people are coming to support me, and it's. It's only the start. It's going to be like the way everyone used to get credit union loans for Connor going yeah. to Vegas. Oh my <laughs> God, yes. Of months. So yeah, like I'd love that to be a thing again because it is like, there is no fans like the Irish. They're unbelievable. And like, I literally have the whole country behind me. Like the amount of messages I got with such lovely, lovely support. It's just, it makes it all worth it. You know what I mean? Because it isn't an easy sport. It's the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. Like I felt after my last fight, the way I was feeling for those few like weeks, not knowing what was going on, it was like as if I lost my last fight and I won. <laughs> and I was of like, course. why am I feeling like this? I'm undefeated. Like I shouldn't be emotional and sad. And but it was, that was the way it was because I didn't know what was happening next and I didn't know the plan. And now I have a plan and a journey and I like, it's just smooth running from here. I think the phrase, it's always darkest before the dawn, um, is it applies to you a lot, Shauna, and what you've done. I'm so impressed with you. But I, I just have one final question to you. I've I've talked to you today about the journey for you to get here. And one thing that's abundantly obvious to me when I look at you, and ever since um I start following your career is you you don't just want to be a fighter. I think you want to represent people. I think you want to um be a light for some people in the world and and, and show them that you can overcome things. Is that accurate? Like do you want to as you said, like this was a very tough thing for you to get here, but I think you want to use this platform that you've developed on your own. This is all on you to show people that there is a light in the dark and there is a way to get through bad situations. 
yeah, 100%. Like, it doesn't even have to relate back down to fighting. It's everything. Like, uh, I get a lot of messages from single mothers and advice and tips. And, and I love that because it's a community in itself. And even, like, let's say someone's starting out a company or, like, it's not always good, good, good. It might be, like, good, bad, good, bad. And that's it. That's in everything in life. And if you just keep going and you're driven and you know where your end goal is, you'll get there. Once you keep pushing yourself, like I just really, really believe in it, like manifesting and like focusing and just keep working options, ask questions, just reach out to every different avenue and just constantly keep digging and digging to try and get where you want to be. And you'll get there. You really will. There is tough days, but it makes the good days 10 times better because if you just got straight there easy, You'd be like, Meh. when it's difficult and there's bumps in the road, it just really makes it 10 times better. And there's no better feeling. Like when I got that call from the UFC, I was like, I was sobbing. Like I was sobbing. I was like, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's been times where like you're focusing on it and you're working towards it and you're just like, oh. And then you block it out because there is, you will always get there. If you're determined and focused and you'll do anything, you'll get where you want to be and that's just how it is you just need to keep going she fights bruna brazil on july 22nd at ufc london and i feel like we've got a star on our hands again shauna thank you so much for joining me today it's a pleasure this is our first proper interview i know i covered one of your fights for ariel's site back in the day but this is the first time i got to talk to you well in an interview and um it's been an absolute pleasure i'm absolutely buzzing for you and thank you for restoring my excitement in irish <laughs> mma Yup, the Irish. <laughs> Thanks so much, Shauna. All the best. Thank you. Bye bye. Great stuff from Shauna. I kept her way too long. I'm very sorry, Shauna. I'd say she was very busy. I'd say a lot of people are annoying her for interviews right now, but I really appreciate that. I'm buzzing now for this London card. It's great having a bit of Irish action on it again. I can remember going to see like the likes of Siri fighting in Scotland. Um, I think I saw Paddy fight in Scotland once. I know I saw him fight, fight in Dublin, obviously, a couple of times. Joe Duffy in London, definitely. Gunnar Nelson in London plenty of times. Paul Redmond in Scotland as well. I shouldn't have done this. I can't remember anything. <laughs> just think of the UFC events. Why did I bring this up? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I saw lots of them anyway. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm completely freezing. Anyway, yeah. So, great to have more Irish people in the UFC. I forgot to say, there's been a, a staff rotation at the crack. Like, this is all from the Helwaniverse. You'll love this. No longer do we have TST on the ones and twos. I think he's just so busy doing so many podcasts now. Do you know what I mean? He's like uh, he's like Kanye West jumping all over the place. He's on everyone's track. But we have the pleasure of introducing the great and the wonderful Mysterious Frank. I mean, what a guy. Do you know, Mysterious Frank is Elaine's favorite. Out of everyone she's met in MMA, she loves Mysterious Frank the most. So she's very excited about that. Well, she loves everyone. I mean, she just, it's not like she has a problem with anyone, but her and Mysterious Frank uh, struck up a great friendship the night of our Ring Around May show live in New York. So there you go. No offense. She loves Troy as well, though. Jesus Christ. I shouldn't have said anything, man. I'm just talking myself into a hole. I love you very much. I hope you've enjoyed Shauna's interview. Thank you to Shauna. Thank you to Frank. Thank you to Jordan. And thank you to Troy. I still love you, Troy. I'll never forget you. <laughs>